together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to read Exodus chapter 14 from verse 13 to verse 14. Moses answered, Do not be afraid. Stand your ground, and you will see what the Lord will do to save you today. You will never see these Egyptians again. The Lord will fight for you. There is no need for you to do anything. Today I would like us to reflect on this beautiful passage of Scripture. It is only two verses. We know that Moses is talking to the people of Israel at the brink of their liberation from Egypt. We know that this takes place after the ten plagues, when the sons and the firstborns of the Egyptians were slewed by God. But we also know that Moses, as a young man, must have been taught by his mother, by his own sister Miriam, about who he is and why his people are in bondage. And amongst the stories that they must have told them, they must have told Moses about how did they end up in Egypt, how there was a great famine in the world, and how these people came and ended up in Egypt. But also at the same time, in telling that story, they would have spoken about Joseph, how he was sold by his own brothers, how he was presumed to be dead, but how the hand of God was at work in the salvation not only of Joseph and his family, but of a great nation. And so Moses sits with his people and is reminded of the greatest manifestation of God in Exodus chapter 3, when Moses goes and he notices a burning bush and the words of God speaks to him and Moses unknowingly approaches and he asks who may you be? And he says, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of, Mo, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, who now becomes the God of Moses. My dear brothers and sisters, today becomes a very relevant scripture for us to meditate on because our past somehow has the traces of the mercy of God. In looking at how things have turned out to be in our lives, we can see how God has been involved in our lives. Yes, there comes times when we don't want to acknowledge that. There comes a moment when things are not as great as we would want them to be. But if we were to sit quietly and reflectively, we will soon realize that in all things, God has always been with us. And so the first word that becomes important for me, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. There is no need to be afraid. And this is a command from God. When God says to us, do not be afraid, there is always a twofold explanation. Do not be afraid of what is going on right now. Or do not be afraid of what will become of you. But the bottom line, God has said it, therefore it is true. 
And God says to us, do not be afraid. And I'm always reminded when Jesus walks on the sea and they think they're seeing a ghost and he says, do not be afraid, it is I. When, they, when everybody in the boat is afraid because there's a great storm, Jesus gets up and he quietens the storm and the sea and he says, do not be afraid, it is I. My dear brothers and sisters, if you go through the scriptures, you'll find many times Jesus saying to us, do not be afraid. You go to the Old Testament, God keeps on saying to us, do not be afraid, for behold, I go before you. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, I go before you. I know the plans I have for you, God says that in Jeremiah. And God seems to be saying the same things to you in your life, in your situation, wherever you may be. He knows what is going on. He has seen your suffering. He has heard your prayers. He has seen your tears. God notices you. And he says to you today, do not be afraid. And he promises to be with us. The second word, he says, stand your ground. Remain standing. Be fortified. Be courageous. Know that I am with you. And this is an important phrase for me. I stand not because I have the power to stand. I stand because the one who stands by me is the most powerful. I can only stand because God has made me stand. And so I can lean on him for he becomes and remains the pillar of my life. That's the second word that God says to us. Remain standing. When everything falls apart, remain standing. When fear and anxiety approaches, remain standing. That's what God says as his second word. The third one, you will see what the Lord will do to save you today. How amazing it is to realize that the Lord saves us every day. The breath that we take is a gift from God. The new day, the new dawn, the new beginnings are signs of God saving us. Are signs of God giving us a new life, giving us a new opportunity giving us a new lease in life. And he says, see how I save you today. I'm always reminded of this verse in the scriptures. The sparrow has a hole, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. The birds of the, of the fields are fed. They have everything provided for them. And if God knows that the birds are fed, then everyone is taken care of. What makes you think he will not take care of you? What makes you think he will not find a home in you? What makes you think he will not come and stay with you? And Jesus comes to us not to demand things from us. 
He's not here to demand things from us. He's not here to take things from us. He comes in order to give us life. To give us that which we need the most. And see how God will save you today. See how God will save the situation today. How he will save the day. How he will save those whom you love the most. The fourth word. These, your enemies, that you are seeing today, you shall never see again. Whatever you are going through right now, it shall come to pass. There was a time you were not going through it, and yes, you are going through it now, but know that this too shall pass. Know that the one who proclaims this word is truthful, because he is God himself. Whatever situation you are going through, whatever troubles you are going through, as an individual, as a family, as a community, as a couple, know that the Lord will see you through it all. The fifth word that I love the most, the Lord will fight for you. I don't have to fight. The Lord will fight. The Lord will take care of the situation. And this for me is what Jesus does on the cross. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. For me it is one of the most powerful things we can ever do. To surrender to the will of God. To surrender to the plan of God. To surrender to a God that we know that he loves us. To surrender to a God that we know he has our best interest at heart. I surrender to you, O Lord, because I have done all humanly possible and I have failed. I have done all that I thought I could do, but I did not succeed. So I surrender to you, maybe because I trust you, but I also surrender to you because like St. Paul and St. Peter, we can say, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. I have nowhere else to turn to. I have no one else to talk to. I have no one else to understand the situation. And so this final word is important. To know that God is fighting my battles. To know that God is taking care of the situation. To know that God cares enough to deal with the problem. I'm called to surrender. You are called to surrender. And say, Lord, I offer you my life. I offer you my family. I offer you my friends, my colleagues. I offer you that which matters the most. I offer you my faith. And it is faith in God that changes the situation. It is this total surrender to God that liberates us. Because once I surrender to God, I don't need to worry anymore because someone is taking care of it. May the Queen of Heaven pray with us. May she lead us to her son. May she protect us with her maternal love. May Almighty God bless and protect us, the Father, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. Amen.